Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. (laughs) And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? (laughs) Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dot On com. Off day podcast coming to you a little early this week because we wanted to give you the maximum time to listen to the podcast. We're doing this on Tuesday, not our usual uh, Wednesday or Thursday because you want, you know, Thanksgiving with your families. You're probably not listening to podcasts. Um, So we should start with the weekend an eventful weekend for the Patriots, even though they didn't play. They're now in first place in the AFC East and the number three seed in the conference. And within striking distance this Sunday of the number one seed in the conference, which I find sort of unbelievable in a sense. Like like a, a month ago, we were saying they could be in line for a, a number 10 draft pick. Right. And now you're saying in a league where there's now only one buy, they could be the team getting the single buy. It's, it's amazing. It can also go the other way in the next month, so we can get into that okay. later. But yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, perfect for them. Longest winning streak in the league, five games in a row. They take care of their business, then sit back and, you know, Coach Belichick can go to Nantucket and look at seals on the beach with his dog and everything. And Mac can watch red zone. Mac can figure out what red zone, hey, this red zone thing's pretty cool, which I don't, I don't really understand. Did they not have red zone at Alabama? Like, you think he just like didn't speak? Like, I think he plays up the thing. I think he plays it up a little bit. The old, um, Remember Jessica Simpson had like the original reality show and everybody was like, she's such a moron, d- dumb blonde. And then everyone did the same thing. And now look at what she plays up and it made her a million dollars or whatever. I think he's playing up kind of the, the goofy football first guy. I don't think it's as, as dramatic as he makes it out to be, but whatever. He got to sit back. They all get to sit back and they got to watch the bills. I won't say the bills choke, although they did get blown out and a guy had five. Like, what was it? 45 to 12 or something. But at least, the, I mean, the Colts are a little like the Patriots. They're yeah. certain, right? Like they're coming together. I think they've won three in a row. They're now back in the playoff picture. And who knows where they can go? The Tennessee loss. I mean, I know you're banged up, but you lose to the 
to the t- uh, Texans. Like that's at home. At home. Well, first of all, Tennessee has they're eight and three. Two of their losses are the Jets and the Texans. Like, <laughs> holy crap! Like, how do you um, look at that and take that as like they're better than their record says, or like they stink? Well, they could stink. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Um, and certainly the injuries are catching up. We'll we'll talk about that yeah. as we get into the game, but yeah, to just slide into first place and like I like I do enjoy the reactions of kind of like around the country this patriot paranoia like they're back and all this like freaking out that guy in San Francisco. Oh, like, that yeah, that column or whatever that was. I mean, he's just doing it for attention. He's just doing of it. Of course, for, and and but, people around here are giving it to him, so he's everything's course. working out. Of course. Um, but it is kind of funny. Like you can make an argument points allowed. I mean, point differential, like different things. Patriots are playing as well as any team in football right now. Doesn't mean they're the best team in football. I I differentiate those two, but for the here and now over the last month, they're playing as well, taking care of their business, doing however you want to phrase it. Now I will say, yeah, the Colts are coming on the chiefs. Look out. The chiefs aren't dead. They're coming on. Which but, we we've been saying all along. We didn't we didn't we didn't buy into the start for the Chiefs. And to me, I, I said this to Mutt last night on on our station. The Chiefs are a little bit like the Patriots for so long, where Gosh. stumbles, bad loss. Oh, you lost at Cleveland. Oh, you got killed at Kansas. Oh, the Patriots are done. They're not good anymore. And then comes November, and then comes December, and they're great quarterback and they're great coach figure out whatever they need to do they're to win. score 30 plus points a game again. Right. And they're not allowed. The defense is better. Chris Jones is suddenly looking like Chris Jones again. So I just, we, the one thing it's, it's so funny that, you know, it's happening and you can't stop it from happening for me is looking too closely at the NFL schedule games, you know, two weeks span, three weeks. Oh my God, this team stinks. This team's great. They played this like, and not stepping back. And I think in the end, you really are better off almost trying to stick to your guns. Like if whatever you thought of a team to start the year and their talent and their coaching and their overall makeup, unless injuries dramatically alter that, don't get caught up in their three-game winning streak, three-game losing streak. Like, Because I think more often than not, when December rolls around and real football, as Brady tells us, rolls around, the teams you thought were going to be good are usually well. Just look be. at the division leaders: Titans. Everybody thought they're going to probably win that division. I mean, the Bills and the Patriots could be flipped. That could change this week. And then the Chiefs and the Ravens. Right. They're all leading their divisions. Right. It's so it's sort of like you get caught up in the up and down of the week to week. It's it's you know what it's almost like is what I talk about when we do training camp. When you get all like. Oh, this guy's great. He had two great days in a row. And we think, oh, Maurice Harris is going to catch 80 passes from Brady. And like, well, no, he's not. So relax a little bit or or the vice versa. Like Julian Edelman had two bad days. He's done. He's never going to catch a pass again. He stinks. He's lost. Uh, It's it's like those uh, uh, 53 man roster projections. Some guys on and then the next week he's on next week. He's a lock next week. He's cut. like, right. So the, the bigger picture view. And I mean, coach Belichick talks about it all the time. Like not, getting caught up in just, you know, trying to do your job or, or that day, but it is crazy. It is crazy. They were two and four. Well, one and three, two and four. You had Matthew Judon saying, you know, we better fix it quick or things could get ugly around here. And a month later he's dancing at the podium. Cause he's got 10 and a half sacks or whatever. And all this, 
Um, it's it's an interesting story. I don't know where the story is going to go with Mac um, because I still you still have to doubt Mac, and it's not I, personal. I do, I do, and it's not personal either. No, he's a rookie quarterback. Like for him, like a lot of people now think the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender. They're not. Which, okay, you don't get your dander up. Just but whether they are, or they aren't. If to to win the Super Bowl or to go. To, they're going to have to do something basically historic with Mac Jones. They're going to have to do this. No rookie quarterback has ever made the Super Bowl. Right. So, like, and they have to do it. If if he were leading the Bucks, let's just say, and he had this great team around him and he just kind of had to be the steward of the ship, but they they have meh weapons. They have a meh offense. Like, it, it's just, it, it is hard to fathom. And I do, even if you think, well, what they'll do is they'll run the ball, they'll play defense, they'll do what they're doing. You still need to make throws. There will be key throws. Um, we had a little discussion about this last night. Like, even if you go back to Super Bowls, Rams, Patriots, Brady had to make the throw to Gronk to the goal line. Mm-hmm. has to happen. If that doesn't happen, who knows how that game yep. plays out. Jared Goff didn't make those throws. Or Jimmy Garoppolo didn't make the throw that changes the game, his, like, history. So no matter what, and usually if you step back – AFC, NFC title game, same thing. Yep. Okay, you can just be along for the ride, but I'm going to need you to make a couple big throws in big spots. And Mac would have to do that, and he would have to be an unprecedented rookie quarterback. Like, I, was, I mean, that's sort of like I wrote a column today. The defense can only take them so far. Like, right. Yes, they can have a successful regular season, or even against the teams they've played, but they let's face it, they haven't played the Titans yet. They haven't played the Bills yet. Those are the two right now, the best teams in the AFC that we kind of think throw the Chiefs in there but they haven't played them yet so we'll see how the defense plays out against that team where they maybe won't be holding them to single digit points and Mac's gonna have to score close to 30 and can he do that yet we haven't seen that yet against a good team and win the game okay so let's roll into the next month plus including this Titans game because you're right like looking at the Titans well there's one side of it is it always works out for the Patriots they have nobody their team is decimated with injuries. Um, Julio's already out. AJ Brown's hurt now. Their third receiver, Marcus Johnson's hurt with a hamstring. The obviously Derrick Henry is out. Adrian Peterson is yeah, out. Adrian Peterson and Deontay Foreman. So like they're but up until last week, they had scored, I think it was 24 points in every game since the season opener. Yep. So that includes some. Uh, now, some of it's defense and different things, but well, that includes games where they didn't have their star players. Right. And if they get into the high 20s, that's a different game for Mac Jones and this offense, especially we've talked about it, especially if it's front loaded. If they score 14 or 17 points early and Mac Jones is chasing and how the Patriots decide to formulate an offense and can they get away from the running game and all that. And I have to think over the next five weeks, this, this four game stretch, that is, is their season in terms of how you think of them in a lot of ways. Now, I guess they could just go two and two and we'll even say, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what to think anymore. Because they go two and two and they have six losses. So 11 and six. Okay. But um, like, you have to think the bills, the Colts, the Titans, at least one of those teams is going to put up points. Yep. I, I, I find it hard to believe the defense is going to hold all of those teams to, you know, 13 or fewer points or, or something like it. Can almost, can almost guarantee. Right. I mean, 
Jonathan Taylor just had five touchdowns himself. Right. The Bills. And the Bills are supposed to be a good defense. They're supposed to be one of the best defenses. Well, they are. They're, they're ranked number one. Right. But uh, who, who up, knows? Yeah. But that says, says how good they are. They gave up 45 points, and they're still the number one ranked defense. Right. Oh, yeah. Their numbers have been really good. Um, but even Buffalo. Buffalo can put up points. Now, their lack of consistency at the running back position is kind of really – did you see the writers up there questioning their toughness? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was, a, uh, I think, Tim Graham. And then I thought another writer wrote a column after this week's game that, like, the Bills were supposed to be, like, this tough team, and they're not. Hmm. Like, I didn't, like, read all the columns in depth, but it was almost like their writers were calling them soft. Interesting. Interesting. Which is the anti-Patriots. Like, yeah, the Patriots are not soft. I don't know how good they are, but one thing they're not is soft, and – I think they will eat soft teams alive if, if they don't want to play that style. I mean, we saw that with uh, the David Andrews mic'd up. Mm-hmm. Seen it, you know, Judon obviously brings a physicality every play. Yeah, that that's interesting because – and that's not good when you start to hear whispers because then you wonder – again, I haven't read the columns, but are, do they have any players that are kind of insinuating, telling them this, whispering, right. like, that guy's soft, that guy's soft, whatever. Um, but the, the point is – these offenses are going to score some points at some point over the next month. And it's going to be more on the offense in new England to match it, keep up, catch up, depending on how the games play out. And it's like Edelman. He said, you know, he wants to see Mac face adversity and how it's, there could be some weather involved, whether it's in new England, in Buffalo, who knows how things play out. Um, There's going to be some more challenges, but again, I'm not saying he can't do it because Mac has answered every question from draft night through this week right whether it's how he handles himself physically mentally how he's built a rapport with his teammates everything (coughs) it's all it's all come up positive for him so in one sense you have to give him the benefit of the doubt that whatever the next challenge is he'll probably do okay with that too but like we just said he hasn't faced the teams that he's going to be playing these this next month or so we'll see how it goes Right now, do you think if they need to score 30 points against the Bills to win, could they do it? My gut tells me no, yep. not by themselves. If they get, you a know, defensive score or at least a, you know, a pick for a short field, a punt return that sets up another short field, turn those into 14. And now you're saying they kind of only have to score 14 to 17 on their own. Maybe I, I think it would take that if they're going to get in the thirties against a good team, I don't, it, it'll have to be complimentary football. I don't think it'll just be mm-hmm. you know, four drives of 90 plus yards. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I mean, we, they did it. So, but it was like the Browns are supposed to be a good defense. Do you think people are like making too much of that Browns game and the Falcons game? Uh, probably, probably, but you also the Browns are a good defense. They have Miles Garrett. They have talent in the back end. I agree with like, that, but like I think the, the Browns quit. Probably. Like I think that you you won, you dominated the game, but it wasn't uh, you know, 45 to or whatever it was, something 47 to 7. Right. No, I, I would agree with that because the Browns are always until they shake off the label of like talented team that doesn't put it all together, that doesn't have the heart of a champion, whatever you want to critique them for like until they get rid of that that's who they are and mm-hmm. that probably showed up some in that game and especially you lose your quarterback that yeah. is a blow to sort of the the motivations or or attitude but 
yeah, I mean, just to get back to the original question, do I think, I mean, even against Tennessee, you know, do I think they can score 30 plus if they the need to? The problem against Tennessee is I can't see Tennessee scoring points of what they have right now. No, I think you can win this game in the teens. Tennessee 13, you get 14 to 17 or whatever. That may be all you need. Now, it's going to be an interesting game because I know we talk about coaches a lot, but the Vrabel-Belichick thing over the last, whatever it's been, four or five years, and Vrabel's been the the the, the winner, the better coach, the guy that's gotten the you best. You know, as a head coach, I didn't go back and look at it as the assistant. No, but they've had good um, – there was that uh, Houston game where they really gave them trouble with moving all the defensive linemen around and the interior right. pass rush and – I think Vrabel's a good coach, and I think it's it's not just because he knows Bill. He that probably helps. Yep. But I think he's a he coaches out of balls, not fear, which I think some coaches don't do. He, yep. He goes for it. I mean, that comment when they threw to Mariota after they threw to Brady, you know, I just wanted to show my quarterback could do it better. Like that attitude, that like putting your balls on the table against Bill. I think that matters, and I think it resonates with your team. You yep. know, we talk a lot about these. Sean McVay's and and uh who's the guy in in uh LA now like oh I'm not even qual- or Matt Rule I'm Daily? not even qual- yeah Daly Brendan Daly and um uh, Staley Daly Brendan Daly's in Kansas City defensive player yeah, he used to be a Patriots coach um but Matt Rule I'm not even qualified to speak right. about coach Belichick I think that resonates with your team I I, I, I would agree like you're, you're I think- 32 too you're you're up right should we just not compete coach? If you're not on the same level as him, we might as well just call it. Right. And whereas I shake his hand and say, good game, good win. See you next. Week. No one's on Bill's level. No. no one's accomplished what Bill has accomplished, but Vrabel swaggers out there. He'll do his little pregame, you know, squat. Oh, he comes up to Gillette Stadium, does push-ups from the sidelines. Yeah. Like I know I'm a Vrabel fan and that's probably seeps into the way I view it. But I also think his team takes over his mentality of confidence, cockiness, brashness we're playing to win we're not trying to avoid something no we're going to go for it we're going to punch him in the mouth we're going to have trick plays we're going to do what we need to do and i think that has value to it so i think that's a really interesting aspect of this game like i that's kind of how i look at it like he's gonna their team's gonna embody mike Vrabel. they're coming off a terrible loss like the spot's kind of bad for the patriots like the titans are, are down that need to build themselves back up the patriots are so high they have to come back down i just think this could be the game that the Patriots, all of a sudden, things don't click like they did before. And then we'll see how Mac overcomes adversity. We'll see if they trail, you know, if they get down 10 nothing at home, how does he react? Because we haven't seen that. Right. And now, like we said, this one's a little different because if I'm the Patriots down 10 nothing in this one, I'm still assuming the other team isn't going to keep rolling. So sure. I don't know that you have to start chasing points, run your offense, to, you know, stick to your game plan, whatever you thought you were going to be able we've to seen, do. We've seen Josh sometimes panic. Uh, yes, I think that is probably, yes, that is accurate. We have seen Josh seemingly panic or get away from things too quickly. Yep. Th- that could happen in, in the face of a, a challenging game. Um, but I, I just, I get back to the Titans are so banged up and so limited offensively. Tannehill's coming off a four pick game, which obviously well, is said those don't have, those don't happen regularly. So we can't plan for that. Yeah, but maybe those happen when, when you don't have your offense. no offensive weapons and the guys you're throwing to are like usually the scout team and now they're the first team. All but, fair. I mean, I don't even know some of their receivers. I, I, We did conference calls yesterday and I asked Mike Pellegrino about some of them and he's like throwing names out there and I'm like looking at the depth chart to fill in first name. I never heard of some of these guys and 
they're not exactly the who's who of no. uh, backups. I don't know. Do, do you think the, this might not come up this week, but the, we've talked about it before, the lack of a number one offensive weapon will come back to hurt them. Yeah, because that's what I put in line, what we talked about earlier, that Mac has to make a play. He has to make a play to someone. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, Rob Gronkowski or Julian Edelman. We've seen over the years, yeah, Brady made the play, but he had a reliable, or even some of the other guys that proved themselves. Even like Amendola. Yeah, Amand- I was going to say Amendola, Chris Hogan, that yep. AFC title game where he had like 180 yards and two touchdowns. Like, I'm not saying they can't step up. Like Kendrick Bourne to me would be the Chris Hogan. It wouldn't stun me if he had a buck 50 and two touchdowns in a spot where you needed him to. And then we look at it differently and say, well, Bourne's done that for you. He's, he's stepped up, but he hasn't. It it also won't surprise me if Kendrick Bourne has a chance. Drops a third 10 over the middle. Like there's a post for 15 yards. That's Keith, you know, third down that good the seal comes out in him and he's like clapping his hands together with no ball in between them. Um, so that's where it's the unproven nature. Now, maybe they are good enough. Maybe they're good enough to do what they want to do, which is play defense, split the load now between Harris and Stevenson. You, you don't even have that fear of what if Harris gets hurt? How are we going to? Nope. You, you probably feel as good or better about Stevenson and what he's able to do now. So there's plenty of positives to talk up about this team. Like there's a reason they've won five in a row. There's a reason they're in first place. But you also have to acknowledge the uncertainty. And so what do you think their record will be in the next um, four games? These This key stretch, five weeks, four games, by week, the whole thing. One and three. One and three? Yeah. I can't call you Homer Hannibal anymore. I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm not buying into the Mac hype. Like everybody's, like, I didn't think he played that great against Atlanta. And I know like the game kind of, wasn't out of hand. I didn't think he looked, I thought he looked more frustrated than he had at any point in the year in the yes. second half. And I just think like some, like those Titans teams and Buffalo teams will feast on that. Like they, they have a good defense that can frustrate him. And we talked about the John McEnroe thing from Alabama. Like I could just see him getting so frustrated for the, like they more than he has or ever has this year as a rookie and it's spiraling and not turning out well. I don't disagree because was it after the pick? I don't know if it was after the pick or another third down later Mm -hmm. where Brian Hoyer was almost like a parent dealing with a child having a relaxed, but like, like, yeah. And you're right. If Brian Hoyer has to do that in that situation where you've, you've controlled the game, game you're up, whatever, 13, nothing where the game was was over. over. It was over. If he has to do that there, well, what is it like down 13 nothing, and you make a mistake or somebody else makes a mistake and you're flipping out and want to just erupt like McEnroe? And I do think that. And even even Mac, when on our station with the MFers yesterday, when we, he was asked about that, his... Um, I'm still working on that. And he kind of like like laughed a little bit like, yeah, I'm still working on it. Like he knows it's still there the incredible hulk is still inside of him ready to burst out yet doesn't have full control of it right um which i i I go back and forth i don't know if that's good or bad i was just gonna say i don't want to say it's a bad thing and i also think it's something that he can learn from he's he's still a rookie 
He can right. learn how to manage this more as an NFL player. Like he's probably going to handle things differently now in the NFL than he did at Alabama. So he's still navigating those waters. And so that's kind of why no one's no rookie's ever gone to the Super Bowl. It's so hard. And you're 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 learning on the fly, and those experiences will help you down the road. And the one thing I don't know though is in the emotional evolution of an NFL starting quarterback, like Brady, I thought was more emotional later in his career, where he I think he got established, got cachet, yeah. and was willing to. I thought he was a little more reserved early in his career, probably because he's working his way up. He's mm-hmm. not, but like Philip Rivers, Dan Marino, those guys were fiery most of their career weren't afraid to sort of show up like was i don't i don't even know so you probably don't know was rivers like that as a rookie i don't i mean it was part of his thing coming out of of college like yeah. fiery definitely fiery i don't know how it showed up through that 16 game span or whatever i can't like, imagine he was yelling at his, his offensive lineman as a rookie right or like i don't even know who it was ladanian tomlinson or antonio yeah. gates or whoever back then um but that's my point is so it max maybe trying to control it right now. Mm. Will he stop trying to control it in four years when he's, you know, got a $200 million contract in his back pocket. He's the man. He's franchise the- quarterback at the Patriots. They're, yeah. they're building around him. Yeah. And again, Brady's been fine with it. Like he's navigated it. He's as fiery as anybody like good and bad, but it helps that he's the greatest of all time. He can do that. Right. And it helps that he put a Super Bowl ring on his finger the first year he played. That brings him, you know, respect or or whatever. That puts him on a certain pedestal. And then he gets another one two years later. And it's like, okay, this guy's a legit winner. We have to, you know, it's his way or the highway kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, the whole Mac evolution emotionally, physically, because that's another thing. Like physically, the throws, what physical throws can he make? I put it to call him too. Like it's a minor thing, but he's never played a season this long. Right. And he says he doesn't care. Like he says, no, I've never heard of the rookie wall. Like I'm not familiar no, with it. Like that could be sure. Like you're, you train so hard this off season. It's not going to matter, but I just think that, you know, mentally, physically, it could catch up at some point. I don't know if that translates into a loss or, you know, a bad interception, but it has to show up at some point. And mentally it's, I'm glad you brought that up mentally for a guy who we think is pretty locked in most of the time, pretty focused. Well, his body's used to doing that for X number of weeks in college. Does it become stressful or wearing as it I goes? also have to imagine too, the mental stuff. I'm sure training camp was very, very stressful. Oh God. Yeah. I like mean, it wasn't like just when the game starts, like right. at Alabama, he knew the offense. It was kind of training camp. The summer was like, Oh, great. Like let's get the chemistry down here. He was grinding probably more than he is now. Right. So yeah, you, you never know with that. And then, Again, the the physical stuff, the Giardi stuff. Oh, you know, less than 15 yards were all his throws. Well, at some point, you might have to throw it more than 15 yards with some regularity, not just once or twice when it opens itself up. And does that become an issue? Not not so much physically, just like there's more risk there. There's more like opportunity for mistakes. So, I don't know. I let me spin it. What, what's their record after these four games? Uh, I think two and two is the most like I know it's boring. It's it's so boring to say, oh, they got four tough games. They'll win two, they'll lose two. Let me guess, they got two at on the road and two at home. Like it's but like I think they're gonna beat the Titans. I don't as much as I don't think the Titans can win. It's a tough spot for the Titans on the road, no players. I just I'll take the Patriots in that one. My gut tells me they split with the Bills. So now that's two and one. 
in my mind, that makes that that Colts game the wild card game. Like I don't I don't really know what to make of that game because I don't really know what to make of the Colts. I had kind of in my like going back to the the early season, what you I thought the Colts were overrated. I didn't put the Colts in a higher spot, you know, Wentz, the new guy, like the whole thing. And now, like you see them, I'm sorry, you go to Buffalo and you blow out the Bills. I think Frank Wright's an under, one of the more underrated coaches in the game. I agree. I think he's a really good coach. And if Carson Wentz, again, I can't get, I don't even know who the play was against. That goal line interception, safety didn't. Yeah. I don't, one of the more horrific plays I've ever seen in my life. And I have too many of those in my mind from him that I envision one of those happening with Dante Hightower, Matt Judon, somebody being like, and them, the Patriots defense, the boogeymen doing their typical sort of laughing and living it up at the cost of some quack of an opposing quarterback. And I know Wentz, former MVP caliber quarterback, but that that's the one sort of like Mayfield. I picked against Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield threw a pick early in that game that I think changed the entire outcome of that game. I think Carson Wentz does the same thing. So I think there's actually a chance that they go three and one in this stretch. I, I, in, in my hypothetical, I have the Colts as their only win. I think they get swept by the Bills and lose this week. Swept by the Bills. Like I can just see them. Like I think it hurts the Patriots that the first game is at Buffalo. Like I think that's that crowd can be unbelievable. That's another thing Mac hasn't had yet a crowd that you know has to overcome in that. He could um, hit in the back of the head with a um, yeah. sex he toy. He hasn't had that, that to deal with yet. Uh, who knows? The college, the SEC, who knows what goes on. Probably has. But just the Bills would get so much confidence from that game if they win and, like, have a good performance that I could see it being hard for Mac and the Patriots to overcome a couple weeks later at home. Yeah, but it's so interesting because I didn't know the stuff about the softness uh, of the Bills, that kind of question. That's interesting. That's interesting coming into a matchup. A, it's the Patriots. They're back. Like, this is your nemesis, the division. Supposedly, you had taken the torch, and you're supposed to be the front runner for the next five to seven years. Tyler Dunn, respected national guy, has his own website now. You know him, right? Yep. This is his his tweet. The Buffalo Bills are a soft football team. Is this fixable? Hmm. And then Tim Graham, uh, this is his tweet. The Bills knew they needed to win a smash mouth matchup and showed up Sunday with cold sores. Cold sores? Cold sores. Huh. Um, but part of that to me is their running backs have not, like they can't run the ball. And that's obviously right. running the ball and defense are two ways that teams, you know, we're tough, we're physical, blah, blah, blah. And if you can't run the ball and you become too Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs reliant, that's that's a problem. I can tell you as somebody who has, what's his name? Zach Cox. No, not Zach Cox. Zach, Zach Moss. Uh, Zach You're big with missing up these names today just by like one, one syllable. Oh, having my uh, Yogi Berra day. Um, Zach Cox, Nesson, very good job at Nesson. Uh, Zach Moss hasn't done anything like they, they can't get a consistent production out of the backfield. And that's, you know, part of a soft team or, or what, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. But if that creeps in, if they start to question that, I don't think you want to be going up against the Patriots no. in, with that mentality or that doubt in your mind. Um, it, it's That's the thing, too, is from a Bills perspective, how did we get here? Like, we're, we won the division. We're supposed to be the, the team. That's another point. The point, the pressure, all the pressure on the Bills. Yes, 100%. Like, they're supposed to have taken the torch. 
they have the MV, they have the best quarterback in the division, right? Supposedly. They have taken the torch. Like it's it's our yeah, time. all the talking points be oh, you thought you had the Patriots for a couple more years and you could all you had was one year, like you waste your window, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That'll be a big Monday night uh topic leading into that game. Like ESPN's Huge. Monday night football. Yeah. Huge. And um, I didn't think of that. It's a good point. I don't know how great I feel about the Bills as that, the pressure team, the supposed front. Like they were great as the underdog, Josh Allen, proving everybody yeah. wrong. Like, yeah. And we'll I see how they handle this. That's an interesting spot. Now, I also think it's an interesting spot for the Patriots. I asked Matt Slater about this last night in our weekly interview. You know, the, the that idea you want to stay even keeled. Early in the year, they had to make sure they didn't get too down on themselves. They did a good job of that or come out of that. Now – you have to make sure you're not, you stay humble, that you don't get too far ahead of yourself because everybody's calling them Super Bowl contenders and they five in a row. And he, he did say it can be challenging and they have something to prove. Like with people, people praising them, they have to prove that they can be who they are. And now I don't, I doubt that's an issue for them. I, I, I like, I didn't think the issue with the Thursday night trap game would be an issue with, with them. Same thing here. Like I, they're, they're starting with their coach. They're not, it's not going to happen. They aren't. And certainly not on defense. I don't see it. I mean, I guess you could question certain Kendrick Bourne. I would say he was too high on himself when they were one and three. So I, I don't know that you want it to change. He is who he is. He brings a certain confidence, cockiness, energy to the field at all times. Um, other than that, I don't, I can't think of anybody that I'd say, Oh my, like this guy can't handle success. It's going to, it's going to go bad. I don't think they have a lot of those guys. So, but it is a different spot. It's it's the expected, what are they, five point favorites this week? Five points. Over a team with a better record. The or best to the first place in the conference, yes. Right. So the world thinks they're pretty good and the other team is banged up. Yeah. I, I think they'll be fine if they lose. I don't think it'll be because of that. If they lose, it'll probably be because Tannehill plays well, doesn't turn the ball over. Mike Vrabel has a good game plan defensively they you know give Max some problems maybe he turns the ball over it won't be because oh they read their pr press clippings and Tuesday morning they were slacking instead of working I don't think that's gonna happen all right but what, what's your uh don't give a score it's too early to give a score unless you have one I'll give a score what do you know if you don't give a score you can't be right so I'll throw it out there whatever if I'm wrong I'm wrong uh I'm gonna say 24-13 Patriots uh, yeah I I think the Titans are toast until they get some of their guys oh. back. I, I like Vrabel, but you can only do so much. At some point, you got to have people on the field making plays. I'm not a super Tannehill guy, um, and certainly I, I think he's he's an athletic game manager. When he has a good receiver and a good running back, he can be good. But when you say, hey, uh, Ryan, we don't really have anybody. We're going to need you to carry the offense. I don't think he can carry the offense. 2017 Titans. 20 to 17, Homer, Hannibal, just jump ship. Now moving on to Knoxville. I mean, Nashville. Uh, uh, well, Brable's a good coach. He's going to get this team fired up. I, I'm not saying like the Patriots are going to look ahead and they're like, I just think this is the time for them to come back down to earth. Like, I think Mac, I'm not saying like he's going to have five picks, but I could see a pick six. I could, I could see a fumble, a strip sack. Like, I could, I think there could be a, a Mac Jones play that changes this game and that's that's why i'm picking the titans because they're, they're offensively they got nothing 
So the and Titans don't win. Mac Jones loses. Helps them. Yeah. Like, I got not four picks at the entire game is Mac Jones, but like a game-changing strip sack or a game-changing pick. So Mac to reality. Yeah. Rookie QB struggles and lost to Titans. That's my headline. Yeah, your headline could be Mac to reality. Um, one thing we didn't touch on that I wanted to touch on quick. We have discussed it, the offensive line, the six for five. Um, yesterday, uh, Carmen Brasillo in his two-on-one interview with Andy Hart of WEI.com and Evan Lazar of wherever Evan Lazar works. CLNS. CLNS. Um, Evan was asking him about Isaiah Wynn and like positives and I forgot. And Carmen goes, <laughs> yeah, funny. A week ago, I was, yeah, ask it. <laughs> forget it. I, I think he was insinuating like, well, a week ago I was being asked how much win stinks or like he's not good or like negative questions about win and he was laughing like now there's some positive questions about win one game later and like he he almost seemed defensive of win like because because we all know from the outside people question win not a good first round pick should he be right, a guard right, not right. and because i even asked him a question about the the cut block on garrett and sort of <laughs> how hard those are and chat blah blah he he seems very defensive of Win. Like, I think they think Win is a good, really good left tackle or a good left tackle. I don't. You know how we're talking about? Oh, you know, oh, they got ten million dollars next yeah. year, and I think they're okay they're with. Okay. Okay. I think he thinks like they think he's a ten million dollar left tackle, not a twenty million dollar left tackle or eighteen million dollar left tackle, but a ten million dollar left tackle. Um, like, I think, I think they probably think he's close to Matt Light. Matt Light was a good, not great left tackle, like team hall of famer, but would struggle at times with Jason Taylor and, and different guys. I think they think win is sort of in that category, like good enough to win with. <laughs> um, and, you know, you might have to help him some with like an elite guy, but other than that, he's fine. Um, he also was very praiseful of Ted Karras, no question. Um, and he, he was like, basically like bill they're you know all gonna play a role and they will you know we oh, talked yeah but i want to play five snaps against atlanta is that yeah, role well, five snaps well because no one got hurt someone's gonna get hurt at some point like that's the thing we keep coming back to and it's i'm not saying it's likely but it could very well happen and while we're on it did you also notice that uh trent brown put his socks on because they threatened to pull him out of the game <laughs> for not wearing socks good for them but like what's this thing against socks I have no idea, but good for them. It's like, wear something. And they're not that um, restrictive. Like you see some guys wear the full leggings, one sure. color leggings. Some guys wear a sleeve. Some guys wear, a, just wear something. Like, I know you're a big man, but you're not bigger than the rest of the league. Like yeah. wear socks. But uh, I, I did think that was so funny. Do you think they stick with the same line on when was the odd man out, at least for this week? Yeah, kinda. You have to. Like, They've been so successful. Why change yeah. it? Uh, why change it and like if it ain't broke don't fix it wait for somebody to get hurt or wait for Karras to get that's the one thing that I think they could have as a, tr a quick hook like if Karras has two bad series and Mac gets sacked there's a couple like run stuffs it's all over Karras I think Karras will be pulled pretty quickly so do you think on when like in practice is splitting his reps between guard and right tackle yes I do I think he's doing both. I asked Priscilla about that, like, 
hindering his development. He's like, I don't, I don't know anything about hindering development. We ask a lot of guys. He was a little um, defensive, a little edgy yesterday. Nice man, but a little defensive, I thought. Um, yeah, something about that. And it, I definitely got the impression that because they, they feel like they make everybody, you know, cross train, quote unquote, right, at different right. positions. But yes, I would guess he's ready to go. Well, even Trent Brown, I asked him two weeks ago. He said he's taken a little bit of snaps to left tackle to stay sharp. So it, right. I guess it's kind of there. Oh, that is, that's actually the answer where Brasillo said, you know, you're always going to be ready for those. Things. I, was, I was in a staff meeting once and they asked me who my fourth center would be. And I was like, Jesus, fourth center. Why do I need four? <laughs> right. right. If we lose three, we're effed. <laughs> right. If we lose three, we're probably going to have a team to play. So, Right. Like my fourth center is probably the nose tackle or something, some right. defensive player. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but, right. Uh, anything else before we wrap this up? Um. No, I mean, I guess we could touch quick on the Manning cast last night with Julian Edelman saying Tom did try to, I guess, recruit him to Tampa. Whenever he talks, Edelman, I just think it's like exaggerated. Oh, yeah. No, like, he's he's a he's a little bit of a, a tale teller. A show. Like, I don't think Tom Brady was like, come on, Edelman, you, you Jules, you really got to come down here. Like, let's right. make it work. Like, I, it could have been a joke thing. And he tells it on the air. And now everybody thinks it's like a legitimate thing. Now the Patriots should file a tampering uh, charge. Well, that was the other to- thing I was thinking. He was under contract with the Patriots. How would that work? The they, Patriots should fire, file a tampering charge against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah. See if you can steal a mid-round pick out of this little yeah. fiasco. Uh, speaking of Brady, I guess no one agrees with me. Did you watch last night at all? Uh, second half. The first half, he had a scramble. was arguably one of the nicest scrambles of his career. He did like a little like... I don't know. There was a guy diving at his legs and he kind of jumped with his feet and then kept running and slid. But when he slid, he led with a cleat that was shin high right into the safety shin. Like I think hundred percent, he did it on purpose. I think he 100% tried to kick the guy, like cleat the guy. And I, I don't think he can help it. I think it'd be one of those things. If you asked him about it, he's like, no, I didn't do that. And then showed him the film and he'd be like, Oh, you mean that? (laughs) Like, I think he's a psycho. I think he turns into a psycho in the middle of plays where he almost loses the ability to recall or whatever. But I do think he cleated a guy in the shin on purpose. Uh, Daniel Jones stinks. My guy, Jerry Saplinski, uh, as his work cut out for him to turn that guy around. Well, they're already talking about uh, what's his name could be out. Jason Garrett could. Yeah. I mean, they got to change something there. Yes. Uh, I, like, I don't want to make this a Giants podcast, but I think Joe Judge, it, like, you can't fire him. He didn't get a fair chance. Like he didn't get to pick his quarterback. Like I think you need to give him another run at with a different quarterback before you let him go. But I would blow up everything else. Gettleman, Garrett. Yeah, uh, you have to. I mean, Gettleman. Other than the the controversial pick of of Saquon Barkley at two, when it was like, can you take a running back? Like Saquon Barkley's good. I still think if you put him with the right overall combo you'd have a, a MVP caliber running back. You'd have a guy that would be the centerpiece of your offense that whether it's McCaffrey or Derrick Henry, like those types of people that you'd be, but the rest of it just doesn't work. Like there was a point late in the game. I mean, late in the first half, the Mannings were mocking um, the Giants for not. Because Eli was trying to cheer for them. No, but the Giants had the ball backed up with like, I don't know, 40 seconds to go in the second quarter. And Manning was like, 
yeah, you see what you do here is you throw a little swing pass. It looks like you're still trying, but really you just want to run the clock out and get the hell out of here. I think they were down 17-10. 17-10. You know, get the hell out of here. You're getting the ball to start the second half. You feel good. Then they ran a play and called timeout. And he's like, well, I don't know what you're doing here. I thought you were trying to run the clock out. Like they started mocking it kind of like not being, not knowing what they really were trying to do. And then they threw the, the half ended with a pass that turned into a fumble that turned into a lateral. Like it got stupid. They almost, they almost gave the bucks a chance in a way. And I just, I, I agree. I think the giants are a debacle. Now the difference is I'd get rid of judge. I, I just don't think he's the coach. I, I, I don't think he is either, but I just think it, that's I, I. Who knows? People have been fired after two years in the NFL before, so it could happen again easily. I can tell you what I'd be doing if I were another team. I'd be sniffing around Saquon Barkley. If they're going to blow it up, I'd be. I'd like to be the landing spot for Saquon Barkley because I think he is a phenomenal talent, and I think you put him on a good team with a like a quarterback, a receiver combo, uh, and manage his reps and not be the sole sole guy, right? And and I don't know what his contract situation is, but if you can get him on a like sort of salaried contract, big salaries, I'm fine paying, but not like huge bonus money. Right. I'd like me some Saquon Barkley. All right. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, we'll be back after the game on Sunday. So probably a Monday morning podcast. Um, could be talking about the Patriots coming back to earth or you could be riding a six game win streak and you're in first place. Not only first place, you could be the number one seed in the AFC on a six-game win streak. You could be looking down the barrel of a buy in the post. Forget the path, the fictitious path of a year ago. You could be the freaking team in the driver's seat. We'll see. All right. Not, a, not according to Hannibal, though. Nope. Or hater Hannibal. Homer Hannibal has become hater Hannibal. I like it. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Peace out. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus